families come in all shapes and sizes. Starting a family is a big step for everyone. But having a child is more complicated when both partners are of the same sex. Just like heterosexual couples, same-sex couples have all the rights to raise children. Research has shown that 30% people who identify as LGBTQ report raising children. In United States currently, there are 3 million same-sex families raising children. I have patients who have gone on this journey and some who are thinking about it. June being a Pride Month, I thought why don't we talk about this issue and discuss what is available and what can be done to help these families. Hi, my name is Dr. Mona Hardis and I'm an OBGYN from Flint, Michigan. Thank you for tuning into my podcast, Paging Your Gyno. This is my space where I talk about women's health issues, including physical, mental, and psychological issues. My mission is to empower you with knowledge so you can take better care of yourself. Now, if you identify yourself as LGBTQ and are thinking about pregnancy, then we welcome you to our practice. I'm excited to talk to you about your plans and help you navigate through your journey. I want to talk to you as soon as you start thinking about this. Earlier the better. It is important to discuss this early as we can start forming a plan and we'll have some idea about what your next step should be. Now when you go to see a gynecologist to discuss this issue, your gynecologist is going to do a thorough history and physical exam, will ask you questions about your underlying medical problems, past surgeries you had, medications you are taking, as well as your family history to see if there are any genetic diseases in the family. You and your partner's age is very important. As you know, that our ovarian reserve decreases as we get older. In my last podcast, I discuss in details about what is an ovarian reserve and how we measure it. If you haven't heard it, please listen to it. So it will give you an idea about how we find out what are your chances of getting pregnant and what's the time frame in which you should be trying pregnancy. As you get older, the chances of you getting pregnant decreases exponentially. Not only the quantity, but the quality of eggs also decrease, increasing chances of miscarriage or genetic abnormalities. So it is important for us to know out of two of you who has decided to carry the pregnancy and who is going to be a supportive person. In some lesbian relationships I have seen, one partner will be a carrier and one will be the support person. In some relationships, both the partners take turn um, becoming pregnant. In that case, the older partner or the partner with decreased ovarian reserve should go first. In some relationships, one partner 
is the egg donor and the other one is the pregnancy carrier. In all these scenarios, knowing a person's age is very important. Please discuss your desires with your gynecologist so it is important for them to formulate a thorough plan for you. Please discuss in detail who is going to be the carrier, who is the donor, and of course, um, formulate a plan about who going to be the first person to carry the pregnancy. It also helps knowing how many eggs you have to figure out if you can try getting pregnant in a natural cycle or should you undergo stimulation of the ovulation to increase your chances of pregnancy. Now, during artificial stimulation, how many eggs are going to be available for, um, for fertilization will also um, predict your chances of pregnancy and number of stimulation cycles you're gonna need. Um, obviously, more the eggs you have available, the better are your chances of getting pregnant. That means the better ovarian reserve you have, or most likely younger you are, the better your chances of getting more eggs even during um, uh, artificial stimulation and that increases your um, chances of getting pregnant. So age and ovarian reserve plays a very important part before the decision is made when um, you're gonna try for pregnancy. Now, when pregnancy happens, obviously you need um, eggs, you need sperms, but you also need tubes which are open so they can carry your eggs from your ovary to the, um, to the sperm for fertilization. We do a test called hysterosalpingogram or HSG to check the patency of the tubes. It's a very simple x-ray test. When a dye is injected through your cervix into the uterus and under the x-ray, we say, see that dye fill the uterus and spill out of the tubes, confirming that the uterus is a normal shape and size. There is no abnormality in the uterus as well as your tubes are open. We can arrange this outpatient test before you start trying for pregnancy because there's no point going through stimulation of ovulation and trying for pregnancy and um, if the tubes are, are blocked, you're not gonna get pregnant and you're gonna be disappointed and not only that, but you will be wasting a lot of money. Now, the third factor is sperms, right? Now, how do you get it? There are two different avenues available for sperms. Number one, there are local sperm banks and we can direct you to them. And number two, some people want to use a known sperm donor. Now I want to make sure that you are aware that just because you have a known sperm donor, it does not make the process cheaper. You may know the person, his personal and family history, but according to FDA, the sperm sample from, if, from the known donor should be collected by a very reputable lab to be tested for genetic and infectious disease. 
Now, ideally, the sperm sample gets quarantined or it gets stored for six months. And then the tests are repeated before um, the sperm sample is available for um, insemination. Now, all this is going to cost money and you will be paying out of your pocket for this. Now, if you use the sperm bag, they would have already done these testing and the cost of sperm will include all this and will not add any more additional cost to you. So when you are thinking about um, sperm uh, sample or how you're gonna get it, think about all these factors before you decide whether you're gonna use a sperm bank or you're gonna use a, a, a known donor. A lot of time people are carrier for diseases like we call a CMV, which is a cytomegalovirus, which can cause um, abnormalities in the baby. Now, if the sperm sample is not checked for it, there's a slight chance that the, 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 the pregnancy or the baby could be affected by this. So it is really important instead of using a fresh sample to go and adhere to the FDA standards and uh, follow the rules. And don't forget at the same time the legal cost. While using a sperm bank donor, the donor would have given up on all the rights to the baby. But when you use a known donor, you need to get a legal document stating legal rights, um, rights to contact the baby, all that spelled out very clearly so later on there is no confusion. All this has to be very well thought through before you decide which sperm sample you're gonna get to use. And when you come um, to discuss these issues, you know, we can sit down and talk to you and I can um, direct you in the right direction. There are people um, who do counseling, um, not for the psychological, I mean, problems, but more about talking about this when you're going through um, through the pregnancy, you need to be aware of all this and see how you're gonna uh, handle it. So we can um, direct you in that direction as well, if necessary. Next step is actually getting pregnant. For this step, we will be direct, directing you to a fertility specialist. This fertility specialist will talk to you about couple different procedure. One is called IUI or intrauterine insemination and the second one is called IVF or in vitro fertilization. Now IUI or intrauterine insemination is a procedure where sperms are injecting into the uterine cavity during ovulation time. Now again depending on your ovarian reserve it can be done in your natural cycle or an artificially induced cycle. Now, ovulation can be induced with oral medications like Clomid or injectable medications, and which one to use will be decided by your fertility specialist. Again, depending upon which medications are used, you do have an increased risk of multiple pregnancies like uh, twins and triplets. And this will be again discussed in your, um, 
in your during your appointment with your fertility specialist in IVF procedure ovulation is induced with the medication and at the time of ovulation the eggs are collected from you in a procedure done under anesthesia called egg retrieval now these eggs are fertilized in a lab with the sperm sample and this is why this uh, IVF is also called as a test tube pregnancy or a test tube baby once the eggs are fertilized then they are transplanted into the uterus sometimes depending on the age of the patient as well as suspicion for any, any genetic diseases the embryos are tested for genetic defects before um, transplanting them into the patient. Both these procedures, IVF and IUI, results depend on several factors and success rate per cycle could be between 10 to 20%. So remember, the success rate is there, but it is low and it depends upon several factors including your age, quality of the eggs and quantity of the eggs as well. So you need to discuss this with your fertility specialist and be prepared for multiple cycle if necessary to get a successful pregnancy. Sometimes um, an option of using a surrogate is also available. And it's very useful, especially for gay men. Now the local fertility clinics usually have the list of surrogates and a surrogate program, and they will direct you in that direction. Sometimes you may need donor eggs to conceive um, as there is no ovarian reserve or the quality of eggs is not good then you can use a donor a donor could be a sister could be a friend or another family member or you can even use an anonymous donor and you know sometimes adoption can complete the family and um, we can help you direct in that direction now starting a family is always a very complicated decision it's very complex for everyone and especially for lgbtq when whenever even a heterosexual uh, couple um, start trying they could face infertility issues and so could be the um, uh, LGBTQ uh, couples can face infertility but in addition they have situational infertility also now discrimination may arise in your journey towards parenthood please don't let it prevent you or stop you from fulfilling your dream of a family please talk to me talk to your own gynecologist let us help you make a plan to fulfill your dreams this was just a very short review of what is out there and what can be done but it can be always discussed in details at the time of your appointment. So please make an appointment to see the gynecologist. If you have any questions, you can always email me. My email address is hardasobgyn at gmail.com. You can always message me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is glamgynow 
or you can um, always contact me on my Facebook page, which is Mona Hardas OBGYN. Um, I would be very happy to answer any more questions you have. In the meantime, stay safe and I'll talk to you guys soon. Goodbye.